Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God still doing staff awareness um, and so last week you heard from Jordan and this week we wanted to give you guys an opportunity to hear from James who just said so it's like 15 minutes or so is that right <laughs> I was like, no <laughs> so James is um, here's the quick story about James um, and I was gonna share this in a little bit but I was really um, as we planted the church I was really I was really honestly um, nervous about a worship leader because we really wanted an awesome worship leader. And church plants just don't, they always struggle with getting worship. If you've ever been a part of a church plant, you know that. It's always like a, a big deal. And so our first day we went to Riverstone Church. He was on stage, um, and I think Julia might have been as well. Is she in here? She's signing up. I th but me and Sarah sat in the back, and Riverstone, of course, is, is ginormous. It's, there's thousands of people, at least a thousand people in the sanctuary. And I remember looking over, and this, a lot of you haven't heard this yet, but I remember looking over to Sarah before I knew who he was, before I even know, knew when we were planting, and I said to her, I think the Lord just told me that that tall, skinny guy is coming to our church plant. I promise. And I had this, like, certainty. Have you ever prayed a prayer or said something and you just knew the Lord was behind it, that when you said it, I had that. And then we started a small group maybe three months after that, and tall James walks over with Julio. That's what I call Julia. Join our cell group, and I was like, There's, this is too strange. 32 cell groups, and then I remember a few months later, he's like, I think I'm, and he, he talked to Tom, he was like, Tom, I think I'm supposed to go to River City, and Tom's words were some of the most beautiful words a pastor can say. I remember, I don't know if you remember telling me this, but he said, well, James, you can stay here forever, and we would love you, but if you go, that's kind of the point. And not every pastor that you know or I know would say that to anybody. So James is going to come up for a minute and share a little bit about his role here and what he does. And, and then we're going to move on. There's not going to be any rambling or anything like that. Why would you say that? That's so strange. 
So Jane, no promises. <laughs> hey, everybody. I am the tall, skinny guy he was just referencing. And I just wanted to kind of just take a second to just to fill you guys in. Most of you guys know me. Raise your hand if you don't know me. Raise them high. Wow. Got some work to do. Julia. <laughs> My wife doesn't know me. Um, I am uh, so honored to be here. You guys are absolutely amazing. This has just been one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, is to come to River City and, and worship with you guys. So um, it obviously was a big change, you know, coming from River Central to River City. But it was something that God, he had been preparing my heart for, even when I was at Riverstone, slowly kind of changing my, um, the way I looked at worship and um, the way I looked at family. And so uh, I promised him I wouldn't ramble, so I'm kind of just going to go into it. But basically, I'm on part-time Basically, everyone at, at this church is on part-time right now because we're a church plant. But uh, what that basically means is I have an office, but I'm not there all the time. Um, I'm kind of in and out of the church doing the meetings and stuff like that. Um, we have staff meeting once a week, and I meet with Josh once a week, and we basically discuss personal things, church things, worship things, Julia things. <laughs> all good. All good. And uh, nothing like that. But my heart, and I, I got a chance to share this with people that come to the city dinner, which is a really cool thing we do here if you're new at, at our church. It's, um, it's a dinner where you get to meet the staff of the church and kind of hear the vision. So if you're new and you, and you um, kind of have some questions, that would be something that you might want to sign up for in the future. But I kind of get the chance to work on my spiel, you know, like third city dinner, and I'm kind of feeling it, feeling the rhythm. And so I basically tell people, um, you know, it changes every time, but it all comes down to, um, out of the 30 spiels I've given, I basically tell people, you know, I'm just worshiping with you, and I don't want it to be like, you know, this is a stage, but don't look at it like it's some high stage, you know, and, and that it's anything different from where you guys are at. You know, we're, we're, we're worship leading, but really what that means is... Um, we're just pulling you guys, you know, we're just pulling you guys and pushing you at the same time to um, to worship with us. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like we just want freedom. You know, we want freedom in the church to worship and to be bold in worship. And so if that means that we could build a wall right here, if sonically that would be a possibility, which I don't know if that would be a possibility, but if we could build a wall right here, well, we would do it. And so that way, y'all don't look at us any different and just enter in with us. And the goals I have for worship, you know, I don't have any, like, hard paper written down goals necessarily. Um, you know, our team is growing, which has been awesome. We've had a ton of awesome volunteers. Give it up for Judith. Uh, we've had, a, as a church, we are a very talented church, which is awesome because it's made my job so much fun. And so, so, so much easier. So just props to you guys. Um, w when it comes to the future, just more freedom, more fun, um, deeper revelation in our hearts. Mm, that felt good when I did that. That's it. I'm rambling like a boss. Thanks, James.
Yeah, and if you're interested in kind of seeing how they do or what they do, you can talk to James after service today. Um, all right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead us into some stuff. We're not doing a taste test today. <laughs> I set it up. It w- in my mind this week, that looked way cooler. Imagine earlier this week, like, the lights hitting this directly. There's angels circling and throning it. It just looks like a taste test right now. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really honest with you right now, okay? Um, as a pastor, I don't know why I do, but I always feel uncomfortable. This is, and I'm just going to be honest. I don't need this over-spiritual person to come up to me afterwards and explain to me, you just got, I don't need that. So I'm saying this to be honest so you know I'm walking through it on my own, okay? I feel like I'm supposed to do something different today, all right? That is always a bit of a struggle for me. Does that mean I don't love the Holy Spirit? Absolutely not. I do love the Holy Spirit. But it is always a struggle for me. It is always a struggle to say, I've prepped. If anybody knows my study method, you can ask my wife. It is, I do, I study too much. And I, that sounds cooler than it actually is, but lots and lots of hours every week I put into this because I know that I want to hear from the Lord and I believe that he speaks to us. And we, we read his word and we go after it. That's the bottom line. But there are times, and I want the Lord to work with me. And I don't know if it's because I'm from like this Pentecostal past of this these landscapes of churches where people did things that just weren't of God and it looked more about somebody doing something crazy and people wanting to just do stu- stuff and it's only good if it's only if it's different and the only time the Holy Spirit's there is if you're changing it, which I totally do not agree with. I believe the Holy Spirit is just as much in a completely prepared message as he is in a, in a time where we stop and pray. Can we clear that up really quickly? It's good to prepare Pentecostal people, spiritual people. It's not a bad thing, all right? It's a good thing to know. I'll actually say this too. Seminary is a good thing. Just because you went to seminary, there's this idea like, oh, you're at seminary. It's a good thing. You're learning. Everybody needs to learn, right? It's not bad. It's not bad. But that doesn't trump when the Holy Spirit speaks. And the Holy Spirit speaks. He does. And when he does, you respond to it with either obedience or disobedience. That's the point. And he speaks to us now. It's not just through written word. He speaks to us. Today, we're going to do something different. I believe... Here's what I believe. Um, I believe you have this year in front of you, and you're going to get to choose whether or not you live it for the Lord. Okay? And I believe there are people in this room that are not. They just don't. They're not going after him. I don't think he's trying to make you feel awful about yourself. I just think he's saying, I want you. I want you. I don't want it to be just ritualistic stuff anymore. I don't want to just have you like you think it's supposed to be. I want you. I want you. Think of his, the son on the, on the altar in, in, in Genesis being almost consumed but testing the obedience of Abraham that say, would you give me everything? And wanting everything. You know, we want it the way we want it. But he only, he only gives us everything when we give him everything. Does that make sense? And he approaches us with extreme kindness. So this idea of like whipping people into loving Jesus just won't work. It never will. So this kindness that he leads us to repentance with is the Holy Spirit. So think about it, the fruit of the Spirit. What are the fruits of the Spirit? Anger, hatred, (laughs) disdain, jealousy, none of that stuff. Think about the fruits of the Spirit. What are they? Somebody just say the fruits of the Spirit. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Sunday school is good, see? It's not all bad. It doesn't have to be small groups everywhere. That guy knows it from Sunday school. So today, why am I saying this? All, everybody that's been a part of like liturgical high church their whole life, which is probably three of you, 
is like, it's time to leave now. But here's what I believe. I believe we're supposed to pray for one another today. I believe we're supposed to be transparent with one another. This happened to me yesterday. I was, I was prepping. I was actually talking to my wife, and she's always, your wife or your husband is always more honest than you want them to be. Just so much enough that it stings, and you know it's real, so you can't avoid it. But she's like, well, Josh, you know, because I was talking about, like, I want, I want so, I used to want so badly to be the best preacher, like, ever. I used to want that so badly. I don't really want that anymore. I want more than anything now to see each of you actually grow in the Lord. And sometimes that means I don't preach. It's not the vehicle. Think about it. Like, think about the top five most moving experiences of your life. How many of them were sermons? Right? Not to say that sermons are bad. I think they're good. But most of them are involved people. It involves some kind of transparency. It involves honesty. It involves the Holy Spirit. It involves these moments where God breaks into our lives. And so today what I want to do is I want to unleash um, prayer on, on everyone. <laughs> and we're going to do that. So in a moment, I'm going to ask, I'm going to lead you through a few things, um, but I want to explain this first because these are things we're going to keep today. So they are, there are bowls up here. And you've been hearing me talk about our, our sots or our scriptures of the season, which we believe are truly for us this season. One of them is Revelation 5.8 that talks about the bowls in heaven that are filled. And when they're filled at a certain time that's appointed, those prayers will be answered. So this bowl right here, this is a bowl. I want to give you the opportunity. Is there a prayer in your heart that you want to see happen? Does that make sense? I would love for you to fill that piece of paper out and put it in here. And then we just want you guys to partner with us. Like, we're, we're a church plant, and coming in the next few months, you're going to hear, like, extreme honesty from us. We're not going to polish stuff, not that we have been. But, like, our staff, the reason we're sharing with them is because we have financial goals to get to because we want to pay our staff, you know. And that means people, we don't need, like, the hero giver to come through our church. Everybody's, all my friends are talking about, like, the guy that comes in, he's like, he gave a million dollars. If you're going to give a million dollars today, I'm going to let you do that. <laughs> it's not going to be an issue. But the answer is not the hero giver. The answer is that the people that are already at your church just giving. This, is, this happens because people give, right? And I will say this. While we don't pressure and it's all about generosity, if you're a part of a local church body, it, to say that giving is not actual biblical, you're kind of stepping on your own feet right there. Does that make sense? Because as Sarah would say, we all come to this table, and even if you can only bring yogurt, to the table bring something to the table it's like having a small group and no, somebody like the college kid never brings food to the small group but always eats the most no offense guys <laughs> but everyone brings something to the table right in a community and then the meal is good soapbox off here's our prayers of the season okay creating space the second one is for our staff we need you to cover us we need to be covered there's a, I, think, I really think there's a specific attack on staffs of churches because if you, you've seen it in the news. You can just Google church struggles and pastors and things happening. It's just people are attacked just like everybody. We want you to pray for us. The third one is children's ministry and youth. We have youth now. I don't know how. We have an amazing kids ministry that's really developing and growing right now. Discipleship. If you want to ask me the main thing for this year for you, it's this. If you have not grown in discipleship by the end of this year, something is wrong. Something is wrong. If you don't look at yourself one year from now and you're deeper in the Lord and know the ways of the Lord and look more like him, something has not happened correctly in your life this year. Something is, because that is the whole key to all, all that we do. 
It's not how big our church grows. We can stay this size, and if all of you are discipled over this next year, know the love of the Lord, know your identity, know what you're, what you're doing with your life, doing it for him, not for yourself. If that's happening, we are doing a good job. I don't care if we stay the same or even go down in numbers. The fourth thing is visible community transformation. We have to be able to see things happening. And then the last thing is financial surplus to give and to save. I'm not going to pull any punches anymore. Our goal is that you, we have enough money to save and put in the bank so that when you have no idea how many people call a week a pastor and say, hey, we need money for this. Right? I mean, it's phenomenal how many people ask churches for money. And we at times can't give because we don't have surplus for that. We want a bank account that has surplus. We've never had a credit card. We've never taken out a loan. We never will. We'll do what the Lord gives us over and above that. So, but we need people to give. So our, I'll give you our goals for this year. $30,000 in tithes a month, which are all like, what the what? <laughs> that would be amazing, and we'd love to have $50,000 saved in the bank by halfway through the year so that we can give, so that we're planning on two mission trips this year, and we're planning on, we have three in-house missionaries. We have a staff member that raises all of his own money to be here. So these are all goals we can do if we all pull in together. So really quickly before we pray on prayer, I want to read through these again, and I want you to raise your hand and tell me which one jumps out to you and like your compassion of your heart or the one that you're like, I'm feeling that one, bro. Does that make sense? So the first one is creating space. If that's the main one that jumps out to you, raise your hand. Okay, amen. We did this at our life group too. Some of y'all come to that, so that's good. The second one is the children's ministry, or RCC staff covering, the, the staff here and people here. Raise your hand if that's you. Um... We want to vote? Can we do more than one? Everybody raise your hand and say yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that, okay, that's good on number two. Number three is children's ministry and youth. Okay, number four is discipleship. Yes. Amen. That's all the Christians. <laughs> <laughs> The fifth one is visible community transformation, to actually see the move of God in the city. Wow. Kind of Christians. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Nobody's going to vote on this one. <laughs> Son of a nutcracker. <laughs> Financial surplus to give and to save. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're going to take up an offering. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll never do that. I'll never do that kind of thing and then take up an offering because I know how you can turn the heart screws right there. So, so here's what I want you to do. Right before we pray for one another, there's a sheet of paper. I want you to write your name on it, okay? And you're going to write your name on it, and we're going to put those in the bowls. Now, if the people who are going to be doing kind of our extended worship time would come up after that and get set, we'll begin the prayer process. You don't have to write your phone number. You don't have to write anything like that. You can just write your name and your uh, financial commitment. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just write your name. We, what we're trying to do is we're, we're going to keep these around and show that we believe that God's going to answer these prayers. So we're doing this to show God is going to answer these prayers. I believe that. If we pray, he's going to answer. You're going to hear more about that when I talk about Luke 11 next week. But... So we want to just continue to pray these things. So the idea in Romans 5, 8 as you're doing this is that these, these prayer bowls are filled to the point where they start to get so full that they have to be answered. We want to pray like that for these things.
You know, you guys don't know this, but in a few months, we got staff that we're trying to come on full-time, do a lot more. We have, I mean, big visions that we want to see God do in our city, so we want to start praying about it now. Discipleship, right? So we are a church that's growing, which I don't, I don't not like that we're growing. I like that. But if we're not discipling, it doesn't matter. So we have to have, we have, we have, to have people that know the Lord and can disciple in place before discipleship to happen. Does that make sense? If it doesn't, then we're just gathering people, and then what's the point, right? So we see that children's ministry is like a huge deal right now. You know, we need, we have so many volunteers for kids' ministry, but you've got to have kids. If we say we believe in discipleship and we don't care about what's going on in the kids, then our, we're, we're not really honest. That's not the truth. It's supposed to start with them. Yeah, and so creating space, just you'll, as long as you guys are here, and I hope it's forever, until God tells you to go somewhere else, and then we'll send you well. If we're not creating space to hear the voice of the Lord and to speak with the Lord, communication is number one. If you're not communicating with your Savior and you don't believe that you can, nothing else matters. Reading your Bible doesn't matter. Prayer doesn't. If you do not believe that those two things are important, that you can hear from Him and that you can speak to Him, the very foundational pieces are already not in a good place. And so, so this time that we're about to do, and you guys after... Uh, you know, after, actually, you know what, let's just do this. Hold your um, cards up like something on TBN, like they would do. And we're going to pray together for these, okay? Jesus, you led us to these six things. There's, there's probably 30 things, but these are the six things you're like, let's go get these things this year. Let's, let's disciple people so well that they say, I'm moving to Zimbabwe to be an, a missionary and, and I'm equipped. Let's disciple people so well that they can go lead a mission in, in Atlanta, that they can go see healing happen in the streets. Let's disciple people so well that they can pray the prophetic, but also understand the word. Let's disciple people so that Monday through Friday is the most vibrant part of their week, and then on Sundays they get to share what God's doing. God, I pray in Jesus' name that the kids' ministry, we, we would see people called to ministry at a younger age than I've ever heard of. That we would see kids prophesying, praying, that we'd see kids that know that you love them, that are leading other kids to Jesus. We, we ask for that, God. I pray for every one of our staff members that you would put a hedge of protection, cheesy, around them in, in the strongest way possible and equip them to, to go after you, God. I don't pray for the hero giver at our church. You can bring that. I'm not going to turn it away. But Lord, I pray that we would sit at the same table together and know that we carry each other's burdens like an axe too, that no one has need, that if, if somebody in our church has a need that's crazy because it just hit the fan in their life, that we're able to do that. That's what I envision, God. And I just, I be, that we would begin to pray that. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So if you guys would stand to your feet. And this is going to be awkward and we don't have a lot of space, so... Just come bring it and put it in the bowl that it is and try not to bump into people. And if you do, say sorry. Um, and then we'll, we'll jump in.
Um, yeah, put it in the bowl that you feel like you want to partner with the most. Yeah, you can do more than one if you want. We're not going to read the names and evaluate. Yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and if you have your, your prayer you want answered, we'll do that at the very end. Jokes are good. If you have a good joke, feel free to share it with us. All right, I, um, Melissa just shared with me, which is cool, that I, I was kind of cheesing that the bowls look like a taste test, but we do talk a lot about taste and see that the Lord is good, and so good form, Melissa. That's my favorite passage. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a few different prayers. These guys are going to lead us in worship. We had our first night of healing prayer on Tuesday night. It was my favorite thing we've ever done. No offense to anybody that's ever done anything else. We prayed for 12 people, and we didn't promote it to the city. And this room was, the presence of God was here. It is here. It's still here now. Don't get me wrong. But I believe that there was even like a shift in the way that we do ministry. And it was like my heart was leaping as I was walking through here. We were praying for people. Those are still coming. If you were a part of that team, would you stand to your feet so that we can honor you? You can stay standing. This is where I, you can stay standing. You can sit if you want. I mean, it's not a big deal. If you need prayer for healing today, we're praying for you. I've already gotten confirmation from Jason. Jason, wave your hand. Everybody knows Jason, my man. Love you, bro. We're going to pray for you, okay? Anybody else that needs prayer for healing, we're going to pray for you today. Who needs prayer for healing today? All right, you got one. Uno, dos. Any, anybody else? Terrence in the back. Up front, okay. All right, night of healing prayer, people. Earn your stripes here, okay? I'm just kidding. Raise your hand one more time. Listen, if you do not want anyone to come to you, just sit in your seat, okay? Don't ask if you're going to pray with somebody today. Just ask if you can. Or don't don't just go own their their space. People, some people freak out about that. Uh, specifically, a couple that I know in this room. So raise your hand if you need prayer. Night of Healing Prayer people, go ahead and go. For the rest of you, we're going we're gonna to worship for a minute, and then we're going to go back into another prayer. Is that okay with you guys? Can we do that? All right, so you guys can stand to your feet. There's one right here. There's one right here. Got right here. Does he want prayer? Do you want prayer? Okay. All right. Father, we just thank you that you, um, you lead us well, and we pray that today we would experience healing and that we would experience what it is to be a community. And today that we would be that community. We pray that you would open up heaven. And we pray that we would see the fruit 
of faith and prayer in Jesus' name. As we There's a God-shaped hole in my heart. There's a God-shaped hole in my heart that only you can fill. There's a God-shaped hole in my heart. Oh, there's a God-shaped hole in my heart. 
We just, we just want to give the Lord space right now. God, we want, we want you to just move about and have your way and, and have your way in, in our hearts and in our community. Let us not just become something that we think we should become. And I just pray that today, God, that you would do those things that can only be done by your presence. Romans 8, 26, that by your spirit, God, we don't even know what to do. We ask that you would be the calming, healing hopeful, peaceful, energizing presence. And so as you're in your space, I just want you to kind of just keep your eyes closed if you're not praying. And I just want some transparency in your heart with the Lord today as we, as we move forward that you would say to Him, here I am, and be honest about where you're at. That you would say to Him, He already knows and you know that, but that you would say, this is what it is, God. This is what's inside me. This is what I'm dealing with and this is what I need from you and this is what I'm scared about this is what I'm horrified about and just involve the Lord in it right now and someone just said that they don't think the Lord hears them or wants them and that you're not willing to and that's not from the Lord at all he wants to speak to you anyone who knocks seeks or asks anyone who has a desire for the Lord. I believe that he'll meet you. So just for a moment, the person that is just distant from the Lord, that you would just open up space to invite him back in right now. I pray forgiveness over this group, Father. I pray calling. I pray against the religious spirit that says that you have to perform super well to be a child of God. I pray against the one that 
It's already sentenced themselves. You're saying freedom. So in that space, as we're moving forward, if you're someone who just needs prayer about something other than physical healing, I'd love to partner with you in that. So if we can pray for you for anything else, and anybody in the room can pray for anybody in a loving way, could you just raise your hand if we can pray for you for anything else? In the back here, can we just get some people to surround her? And Ann, probably need to pray for her too. She's always trying to sneak out of the prayer stuff. Let's pray for Ann right here. She's doing the back and forth. Stevie back here. Can we raise your hand again, Stevie? Who else can we just pray for? Just today, just partner with you. Meet you where you're at. Let you know that you're not going it alone. Anybody else? Is anybody not feeling the peace of God in their life? Anybody feeling the opposite of the peace of God? Walking in turmoil, anxiety, lack of hope. Anybody? Right here? Bring it. <laughs> so, Father, we just want to we wanna say yes to you. Um, continue to just be healing balm in this room. and We're so used to right now being a time where we sit and listen. He wants you right now. He wants to train you that you don't need to listen to somebody, but you can listen to him. Right now, give him the space. Don't exclude this from being a moment you can hear from him. Just do that for a few moments, and then I'm going to have one last thing to say to you guys.
So right before we close, I just want to give an opportunity for some people to respond and pray over our group. For some of you, you're freaking out because you've been waiting for this for two years. You can get up here. and So what I'm asking for is uh, humility, wisdom, and truth. If you come up, um, if you have something you want to pray over our group, if you have something you want to speak over our group, um, I'd love to have you come. I think maybe Phil and Ken had something they wanted to share. And then also Ken, Canty, if you want to come up and, and go ahead and share the passage that you feel like the Lord is putting on your heart. You guys know Ken yet? This guy's, he's not only good looking. Look at this. Good morning, church. I've been coming here a few weeks with my wife and family. And uh, I can feel certain things. And, um, and if I'm pausing, just know I'm just listening, that's all. Just listening to see how God wanna say things. Uh, I, was, I picked this up as we was worshiping, and the Father said, that's an open door here. And uh, I think it's in part to Josh's obedience this morning to just shift, just go with him. So I wanna read something to you, and then we'll just see what Father does. Just listen with an open heart. This comes from Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. It says, To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works, RCC. See? I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it, for you have a little strength. You've kept my word and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make of those of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make of them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. I, it's funny that he says an open door because I see there's a lock. And most of us, and I don't have to call any names or point in any direction, you're locked up somewhere. That's a freedom in knowing who you are in Christ. And most of you guys haven't experienced it, and you won't ever experience it unless you learn how to surrender every single thing in your life. You got to unlock that door because he's standing there and he's knocking. He said, let me in. Let me in. Everywhere you turn, left and right, let me in. I love you. We were saying it today. I love you. I want all of you. I'm trying to protect you from some things, even from yourself. Let me in. And so you got to unlock that door and say, 
God, come on in. It's not a scary thing because it seems scary. It's like, oh, I can't I can't do this no more. Well, it's probably to save you from doing that, whatever that is. Unlock the door and just allow God to just make you free. There's nothing like it in the world. I love you. Thank you for the opportunity to share that. And may God bless his word over your life. Thanks, Ken. Amen. Anybody else have anything they want to share or pray over? All the crazies. <laughs> I've been waiting. Anybody? Bueller? Thank you, Ken. Let's do this. Let's just, let's just stand and um, we'll close, but allow you guys to stay in here. Prayer teams, definitely get in place, if you don't mind. Um, there's people that need to respond to what Ken just prayed. We, we just want to pray with you. Um, there's not going to be a better time than right now to say yes to the Lord. And so open, open up yourself for a little bit, at least a little bit. Don't flee yet if, that's, if the Lord is speaking to your heart. Father, I just thank you for this community. I thank you for our church. I thank you for how we love one another. I thank you most that you're here and that you knock and you knock and you knock and you knock and you knock. <laughs> and we get to respond and then receive every bit of you. So just open up your hearts. If you need prayer, we're going to let you come to the altars, come to the prayer teams. If you stay in this room, we just ask that you would Keep in mind that people will be praying and continuing in worship for a little while. If you want to leave, I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you and that he would fill you with every, every blessing in the heavenly realm and that you would know that you are his this week and that you would have peace, that you would go to bed with peace, that you would wake with peace and that you would seek him before you do anything this week, that you would say, Lord, is this your will for me? And that you would hand over things that you need to hand over and that you would receive the things he has for you. I pray salvation over some people in this room. There's people in this room that don't know if they're the Lord's, that, that he's knocking right now and saying, I want you, I want all of you, I love you. And you just need to respond. So Father, I just thank you for this. Be with RCC this week and be with our families. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.